have your fear, which might become reality. And you have Godzilla, which is reality. I'm sick of Godzilla. YHS on Monster Island. Guys, we, Jay. Yes. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing good. How are you, man? <laughs> I'm good. Um, <laughs> Jay, we we uh, we got something special coming up next week that I think we should talk about. Um, we are going to be on YHS Toy Anxiety on the Jeffrey Awards. Now, the Jeffrey Awards, it is the third annual. Jeffrey's 3D is what we're nicknaming it this year. Um <laughs> The third annual Jeffrey Toy Awards. Jeffrey, of course, the name of uh, the Toys R Us mascot. Uh, it's just, you know, it's an award show for for toys, Hasbro, NECA, whatever. Jay, we, we jump on there and we are presenting um, the nominees and the winners for uh, Kaiju Toy Line of the Year and Collectible of the Year. What would what, you think, Jay? Oh, yes. And I can speak both as somebody that watched the original Jeffries just as a fan, like no connection. YHS on Monster Island wasn't even a thing. And it blew my mind. And then last year, the Toy Anxiety crew, including yourself, kicked it up to 11. And we were part of that one with one award. They brought us back. They let us back on. And we're getting two (laughs) awards this year. And you know what? It's funny. I think the Kaiju whether it's the Sophie world or the uh, highly detailed statue world, I think they knew that. And so they yeah. had their best years ever to make sure that they can try to win that coveted Jeffrey. So yeah. I am pumped for next Tuesday. <laughs> Valentine's day will never be the same after Jeffrey's 3d. That's right now. Uh, so Tuesday, if you want to tune in to uh, geek dad life at nine o'clock, he's going to do a special live uh, pre-show And he's going to link you, uh, send you right into Toy Anxiety at 9.30 for the Jeffrey Awards. Uh, And it's going to be fun. It's awesome. There's musical numbers. There's surprises. There's surprise guests. And then me and Jay are tucked in there uh, with the line of the year. And listen, um, the nominees are amazing. Like like you just said, Jay, this year has been insane for, for Kaiju and for Godzilla. And I, I, it's such a hard thing to look at all of these toys and these toy lines and have to come up with a winner. Yeah. First off, if anybody questioned how big of a deal this is, Geek Dad Life is yeah. doing the, the, the lead in. I mean, come mm-hmm. on now. That is amazing. Yeah. Um, but yes, look at the nominees. I mean, Kaiju Toy Line of the Year. You have Passion Tank and Saru Jirushi. Uh, those two, I think, were, you know, not hundred percent new kids on the block, but I think this was their first year where they really made a huge name for themselves within the community. Mondo, I think grew what they built oh, last yeah. year in the Safubi world. Marazon's trying to reclaim their crown, keep their crown. The yeah. 350 line won it last year. X plus favorite sculptors line. I mean, I think 
everybody that collects anything Godzilla, they know about Godzilla versus Ebra, and that's not the only thing they released this year. That's what's crazy about that. What a great line FSL is. And then Metacom, the Vinyl Wars line's been going on for a long time, but they've really focused those lotteries on their Anraku and Saku pieces and those things, I don't know if they've missed on any of them. They've all been no. must-have. So Toy Line of the Year is going to be really, really competitive. Like I, I don't know who the betting favorite would be in this one because they're all so unique and all so good. Yeah, anybody, literally anybody could take this, this yeah. round. I mean, every one of these brands are super on top of the top yeah. of it this year and it's been nothing but like amazing toy after amazing toy it's been a pain on my wallet and all <laughs> of our collective wallets but it's worth it and yeah you, you're gonna want to tune in to see who wins yeah I, i'm year. very interested to see the those wonderful uh intelligent decision makers that are pulling the uh the trigger on this one as far as who's gonna win mm -hmm. i'm curious in the line of the year if they go with just sheer quantity of good pieces or their kind of percentage of hitting, hitting it out of the park, right? Like, are they going to go yeah. a quantity over, or excuse me, quality over quantity, even though quantity has some quality in it. I'm just, <laughs> it could, it could go so many different ways. Um, it's uh, it's going to be fun to talk about those guys on Tuesday. Yeah, for sure. So tune in. Uh, and I mean, same with, uh, you know, the collectible of the year, clearly uh, a lot of crossover here, but I yeah. mean, the, I mean that guy glitter night raid sparkle, like that is one, that toy is so yeah. dear to me. Like there, there yeah. are nights where I can't sleep at night and I say, you know what, let's get up out of the bed, let's go into the <laughs> toy room. I sit down in front of night raid glitter sparkle guy again. And I, and I, and I speak to him and he speaks to me. And I mean, that's a beautiful toy. And I mean, the other five toys that are on the list are just as good. Jay. Yeah. I mean, how do you pick between, how do you pick between a giant blue glitter King Ghidorah or, or a statue made in attack Peter's very unique style Ugh. that we never thought we would see a 3d representation of one of our favorite Kaiju That's artists beautiful. versus, you know, Godzilla throwing Ebera in this giant, you know, 50 centimeter tall, highly detailed X plus piece. Like I just don't know. Like, yeah. ah, it's crazy. I mean, there, there are, there are six pieces in this category and all six of these pieces at different times of this year have, lit the kaiju community on fire i i people will not shut up about this passion tank godzilla everywhere <laughs> i look i see passion tank it's all beautiful and next tuesday is it tuesday yes it is tuesday, valentine's, day. valentine's day yeah 9 30 tune into toy anxiety on youtube and uh find out who the winner is yeah it's gonna be fun man i'm excited yeah. uh, but hey if you have saved some money after buying all of these pieces don't forget you can go over to our below the collar page and get some YHS on Monster Island t-shirts too. You can do that. What a, it would be so fun to maybe not this year's Jeffries because it might not, I don't know what shipping and stuff, but next year's Jeffries, make sure you watch it in a really cool, I, I'm acting like I'm wearing it. I'm actually not wearing one of those. <laughs> uh, this is not one, but go find one of those great YHS on Monster Island uh, t-shirts um, because like I said, those are awesome. And I'll be wearing mine when watching the Jeffries. Yeah, same. <laughs> Um, cool, Jay. So we're going to get into a little bit. We got a little bit of, I know you said you got a, a few pieces of news here. Yeah. Um, what, yeah, what, we can, what, do, what do we got? We can do that. Yeah. Just a couple of things uh, we have. I think the news has been a little light. I, I know a lot of companies are gearing up for. Wonder well, Fest. well, listen, Jay, all the 
they're they're being respectful of the Jeffries. Yes. Everybody's kind of chilling out this week, calming down with their news so so they can make sure the Jeffries coverage happens. But yeah, well, you know what? Maybe it hurts them because um our good buddies over at Mondo, they decided not to because they just dropped the space Godzilla. They um did. yeah, so it just dropped on was it Thursday? Yep. Limited to 400. This is the first release of Space Godzilla. Kind of, yeah, yeah, sold out. I uh, think in about an hour. So yeah. much better than those initial drops that were selling out in like 10 seconds. Um, they limited to 400, which is a little bit bigger than those runs. Yeah, as I was well. going to say it's a little bit of a bigger run. But. Yeah. So this is kind of the, the I don't want to say standard because I think it demeans it a little bit, but like the the more screen accurate, if you will, color way. That's what I would say. Uh, a more accurate. Yeah. Thing. But uh, so I was wondering, Jake, did you pick this up? Jay, mm-hmm. listen, Space Godzilla, uh, one of my favorites. Uh, the design, I think, is a top two kaiju design of all time. Mm-hmm. And uh, no, I didn't buy this. But listen, <laughs> I only I only didn't buy this because <laughs> I've seen this in person. I've yep. seen other colorways that are going to be coming out. Yep. I know that there is a Trend Masters variant. I know that there is like a glitter variant yep. and i want both of those i i think both of those look cooler than this one there's gonna be more than just those as well yeah i don't want to end up getting in a situation where i end up buying five space godzillas so i passed on this one because i know there are at least two more that i like more coming yeah yeah absolutely that makes sense um i was funny i almost spit my water out because you how you built that up you're like of course i got it and like <laughs> i didn't i passed um i i picked it up because i was uh I don't know. Maybe it's a little bit of FOMO. I didn't learn my lesson from uh, all the Bailantes I bought and <laughs> kept one. Um, but Space Godzilla for me is, is up there is like you. It's, it's my top handful of Mount Rushmore of designs. Yeah. And so I got this one. Um, I'm okay having maybe, maybe having a shelf of Space Godzilla Monto. But um, I just don't uh, have room for a whole shelf. Of- well, you know, the one bit of negative around this I, I saw, and I didn't do a deep dive into all the, the communities and the Facebook groups and everything. But I know a lot of people were really upset about the shipping. But if it's anywhere near the size of kind of the Bailante, which if you look at a picture, it's it's probably close to that. I mean, it's not going to be as big as that one. But if it's in that type of box, yeah, then the shipping, I think, was actually probably pretty on point with with that. Those it's not easy to or it's not cheap to ship those yeah. big boxes and stuff. Um, you know, I think it what came to 175 total with the shipping. I think, I think yeah, I, think I saw people posting that. So yeah, I, it's like 25 bucks. I think that's about what the Biolante was. Yeah. Well, I mean, especially if we get a, you know, a Tom Whalen box art or something like that. Again, I Whoa, mean, that's what you they're going to. Okay. So what you're saying, hold on. Yeah. He has got into the Heisei series, mm-hmm. but the only one revealed is the Biolante poster. That means pretty soon we're going to see uh, Whalen's Godzilla versus Space Godzilla print, which mm-hmm. is probably going to be his next one. And then it's going to show up on the box. Well, yeah, because the last right. one he released, remember, was '93. Was um, was Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla two? Remember that last Mondo you're right. designer you're right. designer con? Bailante and then Mechagodzilla. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and oh, uh, man, and so because right. remember, I was hoping it would be Yamato Takeru, uh, but I don't know if that's <laughs> happening. Uh, <laughs> but so Mondo did this. Uh, I think that was uh, one bit of news. The other bit of news, I dude. I know sometimes we look at like kind of more aspirational pieces. Like we're probably not going to spend $1,500 on things or 2000. And some people do. Mm-hmm. This is one that I, everything that spiral studios has done has been beautiful, but mm-hmm. this is one. I think they might've taken it to the next level. Look at this thing. It's Jay. It's as if like, <laughs> 
it it's it's so insane. It's it's as if they were like, okay, let's get probably the you know universally most hated yeah. version of Godzilla, mm-hmm. and let's do our best to make it into the Jeffrey Awards for the next year. Um, this did. is so impressive it's ridiculous uh, if the if it if this thing shows up in the paint job looks is that's the only thing i'm wondering about like i've i've bought statues before where um it, it showed up in the paint job ended up being nowhere near as good as the model yeah. paint job if they're painting every one of these figures and it looks like this Jay, I, 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 I'm going to be honest with you. Like, I've been thinking about, should I try to yeah. buy this? Like, I don't, yeah. it's insane. It is, man. I, and I, and I don't know if you saw this and I didn't like spend time verifying it, but I saw that, what is, um, and, uh, remind me, Peter Totopoulos, was he the one that designed it for 98? The, he, uh, I don't know if it's Peter, but Totopoulos is uh, something, yeah, something yeah, like yeah. that. Right. Uh, oh my gosh. Yeah. Anyway. He he even commented on it. I think how, it might how, be Patrick. Patrick, Patrick. That maybe that's it. Yeah. Um, I, I should know. He was like on the, one of the guests on Face Off back when they, they did that show. Yeah, it was a great show. Yeah, anyway, yeah. he commented on how awesome it was. Um, yeah, I saw that. That's a probably a pretty good sign that it's going to be awesome. But you're right. Was the finished product going to look like? Are all of them going to look like this? I hope so. Um, I really am considering this. The pre-order goes up on February 11th, so that's you know, he right around the corner, maybe when this thing drops, who knows when this yeah. uh, episode drops, this is uh, really awesome. Yeah. $1,099 with a $400 uh, deposit, deposit required. Uh, I don't know if there's like payment plans or how, I don't, I don't know. know how spiral studios uh, works. It, I feel like it would be such an insane thing to be like, Hey, I'm finally going to buy a spiral studio figure. And it's this, um, this is amazing. I love it. This is, this is beautiful. I'm, I'm so happy for this toy. Yeah, yeah, man, it's um, that's it's just awesome, and that that's all I got. Those are the those are kind of the the two things um that I wanted to talk about because you know Mondo because it just hit, and then that that Zilla, I just I just kept on looking at it, and I don't think I've stared at a eleven hundred dollar statue going like, do do I do it? Do I, do, I do it? Yeah, yeah. So kudos to that team and everybody involved I with mean, that. It's <laughs> awesome. It's like, do I buy this thing from this thing? I hate? maybe. Yeah, yeah. Um. It's awesome. <laughs> it's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm I'm happy for anybody who picks that up. Um, cool. So that's the news. Listen, uh, I I'm saying listen a lot tonight. Craig Goldberg. That's your Craig. Well, it's Goldberg because name. it's because um, for those who don't know, I am on like three other podcasts, <laughs> and this week, getting ready for the Jeffries, I have I have recorded a podcast. Every night this week, I have another to do. To- we are recording the Jeffries tomorrow. Like, there's a bunch of stuff to do. Um, Craig says, listen a lot. And it's 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 sinking Sticky. into me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any pickups tonight, Jay, but I know you do. I have a couple. Just a couple. Um, and these are uh, really cool. Um, I'll open up with one that is kind of the obvious one because, you know, it's me. It's uh, a new 89. So I got this um, really cool uh, Marathon like 350. I know. Yeah, it's a, it's a translucent with a blue spray there, a little metallic blue spray. Uh, this guy was producing really limited quantities. Um, I really love this guy. And um, I, yeah, he's number 61. <laughs> look at this guy he's uh he's beautiful or 62 i don't know on the way to 89 i know right um the other one i got i'm so excited this is 
this has been one of the happiest that I've been when something's arrived in a long time. Not because it's one of those. It's like I I didn't ever ask for this. I didn't expect this would be made. Um, but I love it, and that is. I love uh, Gezra from uh, from Space Amoeba, and I mm -hmm. love translucent pink. What Marasan does, so I picked up the translucent pink Marasan uh, Gezra. Now, I have the M1 sculpt uh, of Gezra, which is the old uh, Bullmark version that they redid. Um, and I had, but I ha used to have the Marasan, the one that was uh, screen accurate, like into the standard of the Marasan one. And I sold it a long time ago. Uh, well, I say a long time ago, like two years ago. And I never bought another Marasan one until I saw this one. I'm like, yep, I'm getting this guy. I love this sculpt. I love it. The tentacles. I can just look at these tentacles. Um, yeah. But the translucent pink is becoming like, I think translucent pink might be to 2023 what glitter was to 2021. I really do. And this is amazing. Translucent pink makes anyone look good. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, buy any, I'll buy anything in translucent pink. Um. And the third thing I got, I just picked up literally as uh, I went to the, the mailbox because um, there's no packages or anything today. I went to the mailbox to get the regular mail. And there was mm -hmm. a package. Uh, so it's a small uh, item. But when I'm so we're doing excited, an unboxing here, we're doing an, un an unbagging. So from unbagging. Our, okay. our, our, our good buddy, I say good buddy, don't know him. But he doesn't we, know who we are. But but you know what? Well, we, we love him. him and we buy lots of his stuff. And that's Martin mm -hmm. the God at Max Toyco. And so there's the header. Um, he there was about three or four different figures. He got to release the first officially licensed um, version in the U S of that figure ever. Everything else had been uh, released in Japan or other places. This is the first officially released in the U S figure of from Ultraman 66. One of my favorite villains who had a big role in Shin Ultraman is the main bad guy, the great alien Mephiles, the there sage in there. Yeah. It's so I love this guy. He's one of my favorite. He's one of my favorite um, villains in the series because he's not necessarily a villain. He's just kind of a dick. You know, yeah. I mean, he's just he's kind of he's a little a bit of an asshole. Dick. <laughs> he's a space dick. Ultraman versus the space dick. <laughs> yeah. um, but um, but yeah, look at this guy. I mean, he's so cool. Uh, I think he works really well in this scale. Um, it almost adds like a cute layer to what is, you know, a very off-putting looking alien yeah. uh, and, and, as intended. Um, but uh, I love this guy um, and I was super excited to get this. And, uh, you know, shockingly, like I said, one of the, the first that they released in the series. So yay, Mark Nagata, yay, Max Toy, yay, Mephilus. Uh, any other <laughs> M words we want to yay, you know? But uh, yeah, so Mephilus and Gezera, I mean, we need this battle um, somewhere. I don't know where, but um, we need it. Yeah um yeah dude that's that's some good pickups man um we're gonna get into jay we did something you did you came up with this uh since it was a little bit of a light pickup week mm -hmm. light news and a heavy jeffrey's week we want to do something a little different and jay you went through and you compiled a massive list of of all of the uh unseen unmade godzilla films yeah yeah, I mean, I, at first I was like, you know what? I want to go, let's, for this episode, let's review every episode of Ultra Q. And then I was like, oh, it's Jeffrey's Week. Jake doesn't have time to watch 30 <laughs> episodes. Um, so we didn't have time to do that. So we want to do something that we could just kind of do on the fly. Uh, mm -hmm. And so we had been, ta we've talked for a while. And in fact, in a lot of our podcasts, we'll talk, if, if relevant, we'll talk about yeah. these canceled Godzilla projects. Like, sure. you know, I think of like, we talked about Godzilla versus Red Moon when we reviewed Daigoro versus Goliath. Or we talked about, the original um, uh, what would, could have been the original American Godzilla when we talked about Godzilla 98 and mm -hmm. other things. But I was like, we've never really had an episode just dedicated to some of these really 
out there ideas that yeah. made it to like, like did more than was more than just a crazy idea, you know, had a treatment done, had a script done. And uh, so then like, okay, we'll talk about that. But you know, I think what we decided was that would be a boring podcast because <laughs> we would just be like, yeah, I want to watch this. Yeah, this is great. <laughs> like, we wouldn't hate. So we had to put some Still stakes good. in it. Right. So sure. my thought was, this game is called, the, we call it the Macy's, and that's an acronym because Jake is now the head of Toho Studios, and, and mm -hmm. you know, his favorite intern, Jakey, comes up and he finds these lost scripts of these 12 canceled Godzilla projects, and he just throws them on the desk, and he said, I found them all, and you as the head of the studio have to say, which one of these will I make into a movie, an anime? I'll farm it out to John Urkaba to make a comic out of it. <laughs> a YouTube series done in Goji Band style, of course. And sure. the next five to 10 minute short film uh, that we'll release on Godzilla Day. And so there you have it. Movie, anime, comic, YouTube, short film, The Macy's. Um, I couldn't think of any other. I, I tried so many other words and synonyms to get a better acronym. That's okay. It, I like it. Happen. Um, so... That's kind of the concept is like, we'll go through all of these. We'll chat about them. We'll talk about how just insane. I mean, some of these are insane. Like yeah. just, I don't know how this would ever yeah. happen. Um, okay. And then you get to, then you get to cut seven of them and five mm -hmm. you get to bring to life for all of us to enjoy in some format. So that was the idea. And I, I, who knows, maybe we could do with other topics or maybe this is the last time you'll ever see the Macy's. We don't know. <laughs> We'll see. <laughs> it's possible but well we maybe we could do it with um uh with books i know there's some godzilla yeah. like novels out there yeah. and, and other comic series or something I, we'd have to take comic out but whatever but uh yeah sure well let's let's jump into we it can, jay what do you we got can, we can change it up we can do it yeah okay let's yeah. go and these are in chronological order there's not any okay. like priority ranking by me and and believe me after you do yours ivan i haven't thought about this but um uh, now that I'm thinking as we go through, maybe I'll try to do my own as well, but probably okay. not. <laughs> it's going to, it's going to end up being exactly the same as mine. I know, right? Let's, it let's usually face is. it. It usually is. Um, so oh, I have to say it was obviously like, there are so many videos out there. They deep dive, like deep, yeah. deep dive into. We're not doing step by step process we don't have of all of these. And just also to put it in perspective, I pick, I thought we're the 12 most insane. There are dozens more. These, you will not see. You know, giant monsters converge on Okinawa in here. You will not sure. see Godzilla versus Kamakuras. I mean, these are not on yeah, there. But, but I want to know more about Godzilla versus the mutant starfish. Yes, and that one. Be 100% honest. And, and actually, I, we can do, I think we even mentioned the mutant starfish on our Hedera episode. I think Because it was did, one of the first but... iterations that eventually gets into uh, Godzilla versus Hedera 2, uh, mm -hmm. which we obviously won't talk about that one. But we do. Well, we'll save it for later. Sure. But the one, the other caveat I wanted to make was. This isn't saying these are like the 12 most famous or the 12 most likely that would have happened or whatever, because there were some like Frankenstein versus Godzilla that yeah. we actually kind of got. We basically got conquers that. the world. And yeah. we don't. And that's so fun to say it's something that we've already got. Like, let's just change out one monster yeah. um, or one little plot point. So these are like ones that like there's nothing out there like them. Um, and whether that's a good reason or good thing or bad thing, we'll we'll see later. But um, just wanted to let everybody know, like I'm, we're not trying to have a comprehensive list here. We're just no. picking twelve wacky ones and uh, and doing it. So let's start off with I think Jake, this might be one of the most famous uh, out there, and that yeah. is the 1956 Bride of Godzilla. Not a typo with the question mark. Um, as it was intended to be, 
So this one right here was, I mean, the, the crazy part is Godzilla 54, Godzilla raids again, and this was going to be right after it. So this isn't some weird, <laughs> weird so like quick. drugged out 70s Yoshimi Tubanu picture. This is um, this was one that was actually came to uh, Tomoyuki Tanaka and it went through a couple treatments. Um, a script exists. Like this script, there actually is the script. This, this is out there. Um, but quick plot synopsis because it's freaking asinine and ridiculous, but awesome. Um, it's, it's the doctor kind of love triangle thing with the rival doctor, etc. Um, he is really touting this concept of hollow earth familiar anyone, right? <laughs> Which would come alive 60 years later or 65 years later. Um, and he builds these two robots, an AI like companion that looks a lot like the girl in the love triangle. Um, and mm -hmm. then this giant robot daughter, um, who's just known as robot daughter. Um, and so, you see a giant flea attack a village, kind of like the Mega Nulon in, the, in Rodan. And uh, eventually, like, all this stuff happens, and they get down to Hollow Earth. What happens next is bonkers, because there's a family of mermaids. Mm -hmm. There there are giant bats and giant sea serpents. Um, there's The Hollow Earth is full of other Godzillas and Anguruses. Um, It also has a giant uh, chameleon kaiju and a giant Archaeopteryx kaiju, um, which are awesome the big takeaway is um there's all this battling going on the robot daughter is sent to save everything she uh you know the, the army can get rid of the chameleon and then then the robot daughter has to come in to be the archaeopteryx and kick some ass but the big thing is godzilla goes to fight her and he can't beat her he, he shoots the atomic breath can't beat her um, and so it apparently turns them on and <laughs> falls in they, love and falls in love. They go down into hollow earth and, you know, and get it on. But the twist, she's actually a hydrogen bomb that Dr. Sheeta built in there for such an occasion, mm -hmm. uh, and <laughs> blows them up. Uh, and that's that. So yeah. So Godzilla would have a, a robot bride, um, that is explicitly listed as naked in the script. Uh, that is actually a hydrogen bomb. Um, as you can see, like Hollow Earth, the giant flea. There's lots of stuff that was carried on, but I mean, we could have got a giant chameleon kaiju, a giant archaeopteryx, and sea serpents, and all that stuff. Like, ah, lots of stuff. What this were your is weird. Thoughts? I well, I hope that the robot right before she explodes, I hope she looks at Godzilla and says, "We belong dead," and then <laughs> pulls the the pin or whatever. This is insane. This is just insane. Uh, the, the sentence, a mermaid family battles a giant octopus. Uh, oh, so that, I'm annoyed that I've not seen that <laughs> in my life. This is in. This is just completely crazy. The fact that this was in 1956. That's the so, that's so soon crazy. Yeah. to 54 is just like, all right, cool. Yeah, um, uh, I, this I, is a crazy I, idea. I think the thing that really killed this one is probably just like realistically the budget. Like, I mean, there's yeah, no way. There's no way you can do it. <laughs> yeah. They're like, listen, we can get, we can make all of this, or we'll just get a, a gorilla costume. <laughs> no, right. <laughs> Getting um, the rights to King Kong was cheaper than this. Oh yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. So, uh, yeah. So, I mean, what a what a crazy crazy one. And here's the thing, Jake, and for our listeners that maybe that that haven't like delved deep into like these unmade films a lot, um, not the most crazy one out there. Um, yeah. so uh, no, Probably, right. maybe, yeah, we're going to talk about some weirder ones. Oh right? yeah. So, um, the next one, uh, is very weird. This one, not as, not as meaty from, uh, you know, what, um, like what we know about it, because it, it definitely, 
is one of the more, I don't want to say controversial, but there's debate on how likely or how, I don't want to say it was fake, but like really was this something that actually had any sort of legs on it whatsoever. Um, but we do know that there are two separate treatments done in 1966-ish era for Batman meets Godzilla. So this is Adam West Batman following up Batman 66. Um, there's one done by um, uh, by Sekizawa, uh, the original writer Godzilla, and then one done by somebody over at um, at Greenway Productions. That script is still you can go to the University of Wyoming and see that script. Like it, it yeah, exists. It exists. There's there's a lot of people like conspiracy theorists that think it might not be real. It's a phony or whatever. But whatever. I'll I'll trust the University of Wyoming. That's but, the dumb. Like the <laughs> thought that there are Godzilla community people who think Batman yeah. meets Godzilla is a a phony script like that's just yeah that whole paragraph is silly i know it just it's it's crazy but um <laughs> but you know the it really does read like the script as a batman 66 episode but just godzilla kind of thrown in there yeah. i mean there it's commissioner gordon and 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 uh batgirl over there uh barb gordon in japan and klaus finster has a weather machine and it actually turns out that um he wants to hold Japan hostage, but it's really that he controls Godzilla yeah. and he wants 20 million pounds or $20 million in gold. Um, and eventually leads to a big epic battle between Batman, Robin, Batgirl against, uh, against Godzilla. They're managed to knock him out uh, and shoot him off into space, just like Gamera was in 65. Um, and, uh, and for many reasons, this didn't come to fruition and, uh, and yeah, but not a, not a ton outside of that. Just this, idea of like adam west battling you know harunakajima and godzilla suit in 1967 would be pretty hilarious this is a pass for me jay um, <laughs> <laughs> uh this is super weird this to me out of talking about bride of godzilla we just talked about mm -hmm. this is weirder than that like this <laughs> the fact that there were people that were like let's make let's make this a reality yeah is insane to me. I, I, I don't, I don't like this. I don't want to see this. I, I'm, 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 I'm baffled by this. Entire thing. So this one is not going to be in the feature film. This um, no, no, I go ahead and tell you, this doesn't make anything in my list. I love it, man. Um, the next one I already mentioned that we talked about this one on the Digro episode. So a little bit of repeat here. Um, but this is a cool one because you know, it, it may or may not have really influenced one of um, our uh, favorite films in Tigro versus Goliath, but um, <laughs> this essentially was intended to be like a Toho Subaraya collaboration, yeah. right? They wanted to work together and the plot um, was monster arrived from the moon monster arrives on earth. They look very different. Uh, and the army of course says, Hey, let's get them together. So they'll fight and we'll have to kill one of them. And it turns out they're male and female. So they get it on. Um, you know, we'll hit a lot of that. There's a lot of kaiju relations in these, uh, in these yeah. uh, the plots. Um, anyway, they have a baby. Um, and so it's Red Moon and Erebus and Halfen is the baby. Um, and of course, there's going to be a greedy entrepreneur, right? Like, you know, mm -hmm. King Kong style. They take the baby and unfortunately they can't, uh, they don't know how to handle the baby very well. And he dies. And that pisses off mommy and daddy. And they have to bring in Godzilla to stop them. Um, all this takes place on Okinawa um, years uh, after or years before, excuse me, King Caesar made his Okinawan debut. And, uh, and of course the big thing here is a lot of folks say that this kind of fell through with just like, nobody could get on the right page. And 
you know, a couple years later, you get Godzilla, or excuse me, Digro versus Goliath. And there was rumors for a long time that Digro's mom and Goliath were the mom and the dad, mm-hmm. um, a suit. That's, it's a little, maybe a, a bit dubious, but um, we do know later that Toho does distribute the Subaraya produced Digro versus Goliath. So, you know, this had to have some influence direct or indirectly on that. Uh, I don't know if anybody will ever know the true story, but Godzilla versus Red Moon could have hit the airwaves in 1970 or the movie screens, but we uh, we don't have it. Yeah, this one I feel like se- seemed like a more likely uh, movie yeah. that could have got made. I, I actually really like this plot and mm. I like the title Red Moon. I like the yeah. names of the creatures and all the concept art, uh, this little piece of concept art you have here. And then there's mm. another, there's other, there's some other art for this movie yeah. that didn't get made too. Looks really great. The designs yep. of the creatures look really cool and interesting yeah. and different compared to other Kaiju. Um, I, I would, I would have liked to see this movie. Yeah. And one thing we, we mentioned this in the, our podcast on Digro and, and I think would have been really cool. And we get a little bit of it in like Ultraman when you see, uh, when you see uh, Jiras and stuff, but to see Subaraya, a Subaraya creation, which would have been Red Moon and Erebus fighting a Toho creation and Godzilla, it just, the different, like the suits and just to see Godzilla against, you know, maybe, I mean, think of it. What if it was Goliath and Daigoro's mom that were, were supposed to be Erebus and Red Moon. Like, I'm not saying the quality, but you know, the the tokusatsu kaiju and the ultra kaiju are made with just a little bit different it's different yeah. different than the uh than the I, feature film ones that would have been really cool to see i would have if this would have happened i would have preferred them look more like the artwork and not actually be goliath and tiger yeah but yeah. uh but yeah either way i think this is a i think this is a little bit of a more original plot than some mm-hmm. of the other things on this uh percent I think it could have been cool. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I do agree with you. I think this is one to me. It feels like it, seemed, like it could have happened. Like, I really think it could have happened. The, the plot of the baby um, dying and then they have to get like, you know, this would have been a time where Godzilla is seen a little more as a good guy. He would have mm-hmm. been coming in to save, mm-hmm. but it's like, save the world from two monsters who are completely in the right for in the being right. mad that they're children. Like, it sounds like a tragic kind yeah. of battle that would have taken place. A hundred percent. I mean, the, yeah. the greedy entrepreneur is the real villain. Um, yeah. A hundred percent. I think it could have been really done really well. Um, so for cool stuff. So that was Godzilla versus Red Moon. Um, okay. So this is one um, that I think we'll see a lot of similar with what we got or at least you could probably kind of draw this um film to to ones that we ended up getting and, and kind of see where it went but sure. this is the godzilla versus the space monsters earth defense directive um and so this all came out of you know tomika tanaki tanaka was pissed off after what he saw from godzilla versus header and bono and you know banned him from ever making a godzilla mm-hmm. movie again and and that did lead to kind of a change with Gigan and um uh, through Terror of Mechagodzilla the, the rest of the 70s. But the original idea was this one, which is Godzilla versus the Space Monsters, and they were going to bring in six kaiju. Six in 1972, which would have been awesome. It wouldn't be Bride of Godzilla 400, but it would be <laughs> six. Um, so three evil space monsters appear. King Ghidorah, Gigan, and the early concept for Megalon. Gigan and Megalon and King Ghidorah 
that's a pretty good six-man tag team right there, three three uh, trios right there. Um, but they're controlled all not by Cetopians, not by Space Hunter, M Space Hunter Nebula aliens, but by an evil alien brain, Miko. So he controls these three. Um, he goes and he gets greedy, and he tries to possess this giant statue of this South American God. So kind of like a South American Dimogene type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, and, and tries to bring him to life. But the, uh, the Majin Tool, uh, I don't know actually ever how to pronounce that one, but the Majin Tool, Majin Tool, um, he sides with the Earth monsters. And of course, defending Earth are the same guys that we got in Godzilla versus Gigan, which was Godzilla and Angerus. Uh, there was a Godzilla tower element in this one in the in the story, so that's great. Uh, prep draft exists, but this would have been crazy because you had the evil brain controlling aliens against kind of the Earth Defense Force of Godzilla Angerus yeah. in this pissed off statue. Um, and you could, I mean, you could tell like a lot. They they kept Gigan and and yeah, I mean, and, it's and you can see that piece. Yeah. and then Megalon is uh, they kept that concept and just changed it a bit for. Godzilla versus Megalon, the the monster. So a lot of influence on this one, but really cool. Yeah, uh, this is another one that sounds like we kind of got this. It, it's Godzilla versus Gigan with two extra monsters and a different yeah. alien. But it's basically the same kind of you, the um, brain and the the brain and the Dimogene character are probably like the two big. Yeah, those are the two big. Them. Yeah, um, yeah. This would have been fun to see. Any anything with more. Gigan and Megalon, like yeah, for sure, I want to see that. But uh, I wonder, like, what happens then if uh, if this movie happened, and then like, I mean, you could imagine we don't have Godzilla versus well, Megalon. Like, yeah, what happens? Would, <laughs> yeah, after that, well, yeah, we you wouldn't have got. Yeah, for sure. I, uh, maybe it wouldn't have been as. Oh, I don't know. Maybe we you might have never gotten Jet Jaguar if if this mm-hmm. movie would have been made. Yeah, or Titanosaurus. Then fuck this or movie, dude. <laughs> you never know. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so but this a wild, this a wild battle royal style movie would have been would have been crazy. Okay, now here's the most crazy one of all, and I and I don't. And the thing about this one, it's, it's by far the most crazy, but it's the one we know the most about because a version exists in illustrated short story form that is approved by Toho, done in Japanese, a Japanese version of Starlog magazine. So this exists in one capacity, but the fact that this was considered as how they were going to close out the Showa era in 1979 after Terror of Mechagodzilla was going to be a space Godzilla. Now, this was supposed, and, and you might know this person more than I because I'm not a horror person, but this was supposed to be directed by the same guy that did the 70s Japanese horror film House. Um, oh my God. So Nobuhiko Obayashi. So it, I, I, I'm assuming that it's that movie is surreal, like a that surrealist. Movie, yeah, yeah, it is. It's very surreal. It makes no sense. It's like known for being weird and mm. fucking silly. And it's awesome. I have it somewhere. I was like, <laughs> looking. I was like, I own it somewhere on DVD. Uh, it's great, but it's that would have been. Yeah. This would have been insane. Well, as you see the plot and you see the short story that, um, that eventually gets illustrated, in Starlog, like you can understand, like why, like it makes more sense, right? Like that, that, that mm-hmm. there, but there's going to be rock music and uh, stop motion animation in there and stuff. But the plot is at the end of the show, a period. So after all this great stuff Godzilla's done for two decades, he washes ashore and is dying of diabetes. Why diabetes? That's such a weird. You know what? Well, I can, Brimley would be happy. I can buy Godzilla washing up on a thing di- like that's sad and and I can see that. 
but specifically of diabetes. Diabetes. Get the fuck out of my face. Yeah. So um, they go to dissect Godzilla and uh, understand how, you know, how how he get diabetes. Um, And they discover that he is a she and she is pregnant. So they, they, you know, and, you know, obviously as one does when dissecting, they're analyzing the organs and stuff and they feel that they understand that they can psychically link to her brain and they do. And they find out lots of good stuff. They find out that her name is Rosan and she has a unborn baby that she needs to get back to her planet, planet Godzilla. Um, so they're like, Oh, like we gotta, we gotta help her do that. But she's too big to put in a rocket ship or anything. So they turn her into a mechanical rocket and blast her off oh. and with baby to planet Godzilla. And that's the normal part of the story. Right. So when she gets to, when she gets to um, planet Godzilla, she has her baby. She reunites with her husband. Her baby's name is Lillian with her husband, Kunin, um, her male Godzilla. And they are, they right out of the gates have to battle this evil Sunarian race. Um, they're described as erotic female monsters. It's an all female race. Um, and their battle and um, they have some allies though. And these are naked half horse, half humanoid space sphinxes. Um, and they battle. Uh, unfortunately during all of this, Roson is killed. So the mommy dies but Lillian is grown up and her and dad are ready to kick some ass along with the Sphinxes. And they have to battle the Sunarian's evil giant general leader, Gamoni. Now Gamoni is described she, there. She's it's a, she she's described as shooting flames out of her breasts, out of her belly. She can shoot uh, throwing knives that are shaped like swastikas. Yes. Oh um, she can uh, vomit spiders. Yes, she has sharp claws and a whip. Um, gotta have that whip. Um, eventually they battle, and Kunin and Lillian and the Sphinxes prevail, and they defeat the Sunarians, and they defeat, and the race of Godzillas that live on the planet can go back and and kind of live peacefully on their planet. Now. This exists. You can see most of these people, and you can see in this page here some illustrations of Gamoni and of Godzilla's a rocket in Starlog, but uh, and Godzilla being dissected on the shore, and even it went as far as a puppet was made for this film, um, and you'll see that right there on the screen as well. Um, yeah, this is. I don't even know, man. I don't even. Have, I can't even say anything bad or good about it because I'm just like, what. <laughs> I mean, same, dude. This is insane. I'm so interested by by all of this. Everything you just <laughs> yeah. said interests me more than anything I've ever read in my life. And yeah. I want to see if we can get a copy of this Starlog magazine. Yeah, I think it was I over a couple issues. I want to see 79. if we can find it and pick them up. Yeah. Um, I didn't know about so I've I've heard of this, but I've mm -hmm. never like done a deep dive into it. Yeah, and me did neither. Not know about. 90 percent of this yeah i was the same way i'd seen the puppet image before and i knew that there was like a oh somebody just did like a, a story to magazine and it was like you know about godzilla going back into space and turning into rockets like oh it's stupid i, I didn't seen, know how deep it was i have seen that picture of them dissecting the godzilla before and i've always wondered what that was I, i've seen it pop up in a few things and i've always been like 
why did somebody draw that? like what what made somebody no. say let's draw a picture of a dead guy I, i've always wondered what the context of that image was and now i know and i don't I'm gonna, <laughs> I don't have, know I'm gonna have I'm gonna have nightmares of it. Um, one other thing that was a plot point there is a, there is apparently a scene where when Rosanna is shooting um, into space when she's converted into the rocket and shooting into space that she is like battling. Um, they're described as beaked asteroids. So these asteroids that just have bird beaks on them. So there you go. I'm gonna have uh, a little. I'm <laughs> gonna have a. I I, I want to move past this one, Jay. Not <laughs> okay. not because it's it's upsetting me, but. I'm going to have a little more to say about this one a little later. Okay. 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 Cool. <laughs> um, okay. The, the next film will go just one year later um, in, uh, in resurrection of, of Godzilla. And this was the one, this one gets talked about a lot because this is the first yeah. time we hear Bakken's name or Bakken. Now it doesn't, it's not the NES Bakken, uh, the super, the super Godzilla one or the one we see in Goji band. Now this was an original concept, but it's really cool. It's, you know, how, how do we pivot from the end of the show era and how do we start over anew? And the idea was basically to have Godzilla fight, you know, this chimera type um, uh, monster, the shapeshifter mm -hmm. that has a monkey God beast form. It's this giant evil ape, um, a dragon beast form, which is dragon, and then a water God beast form, which is like a giant fish monster thing. Um, and then, Godzilla's awakened from illegal uh, nuclear waste dumping. You know, got to have that. Yeah, it's got to be in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, and eventually he goes and um, uh, he does battle. He wakes up and he does battle. And then, of course, they form a totem final form god beast monster Bakken uh, and fight. And Godzilla wins, of course. But then, you know, some scientists discover something to defeat him, like a, uh, I think it was a Raconium. Yes. Uh, but the cool thing at the twist at the end is that he washes up ashore uh, in the U.S. So you have... You have Bakken. A lot of uh, a lot of the elements were reused in Return of Godzilla, like from he the helicopter. There's a helicopter scene um, from Godzilla eating nuclear waste, which those mm -hmm. iconic scenes. Um, and th there was another Shakiris uh, uh, moment, sea louse type thing in there. But the big takeaways here is you'd get Godzilla fight a shape shifting three form beast, and not like an evolutionary thing, but like three kind of different monsters that can like yeah then form into this big kind of totem monster. I think is really cool. Yeah, I think that is the uh, the kicker for this one. Otherwise, it's pretty generic. But uh, yeah, the 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 monster itself, the three different forms coming together, that all sounds awesome to me. Like yeah. that, and I love the win. concept art. Yeah, the concept art for this is really cool, and and I, and I do like that. Other than that creature, mm. the plot is like meh. It's like okay. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I like. I think the. I think the fish monster one, the water god beast, was the most intriguing to me. How they would make yeah. that work. That would be cool. But it is. This could have been. Is, I do like the idea of like the 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 after credit scene is Godzilla showing up and like that could be cool. Like that. Like washing like, up. Setting up the scene is going to be in America. Like that's yeah. kind of cool. Washing up ashore and then you know finding out that he has diabetes. Um, okay, <laughs> so <laughs> then we get one that we've talked about this one as well. Um, yeah. so this is one I think is, is great. And, and we definitely haven't gotten anything like this yet. And that's not just the titular battle between Godzilla and Mechanicong. Um, so this was the one that eventually got us to, you know, Godzilla versus King Ghidorah allegedly, or even Godzilla versus Mothra 92. Like there's some, this idea permeated through both and they wanted, additionally Toa wanted Kong to come back and have another King Kong versus Godzilla, but flip it and call it Godzilla versus King Kong, um, mm -hmm. which we get a version of that later. Uh, and Turner was like, 
uh, no, it's going to cost you this much. And like, nope, how about we'll just use a mechanic Kong. And Turner's <laughs> like, nope, same thing. Still, uh, yeah. And they're like, ah, we'll scrap it and then we'll do something else. But during that time, they were able to build up a pretty, pretty comprehensive script and they got pretty far in it. And I think the big takeaway, other than it was Godzilla and Mechanic Kong, which would have been insane, a, a modern day Mechanic Kong, um, but the kind of A plot would have been them going inside Godzilla in a fantastic voyage, you know, Asimov yeah. style battle of them basically battling him from the inside while Mechanic Kong does the work from the outside, which is something that we really haven't seen in a Godzilla movie. Um, so I thought that was interesting. And then the influence on this one, it's, in, it's interesting because there are some plot elements that were reused all the way to Godzilla versus uh, Mecha Godzilla two in draft form and never made it. Mm -hmm. But Kawakita, Koichi Kawakita, the special effects director who was involved in this all the way through those in, in the Heisei era, he used the mini Mothra's as kind of that, that kind of, Asimov style in Rebirth of Mothra 2. And then um, he uh, he used it in uh, one of his other Tokusatsu shows he worked on. Bulgario was built off of these concepts of a modern Mechanicon. So mm. like we could have got that versus Godzilla would have been pretty cool. But uh, I think the big takeaway here is Godzilla could have gone micro. Yeah, that would have, you know, anything that introduces like a completely new element into a Godzilla movie is, I think, yeah. a good thing. So that would have been fun. And Mechanic Kong's cool no matter what. Like, I, I, I'm like interested it. to see like what his redesign would have been, whatever. Like, I think this would have been a fun movie. Yeah, for sure. The next one is, um, well, you know what? I think the best way to describe the next one is Berserk uh, because <laughs> it's Godzilla versus Berserk. Um, so uh, this one was a 14-page draft done by Gundam designer. So that heavy Gundam influence there, uh, Yutaka Zabuchi. And this was essentially this metallic alien arrives from Earth and starts absorbing and kind of assimilating with all these metal objects and becoming this giant metal mess. And what we find out is this alien builds up enough mass and metal and basically tries to mimic the alpha being on the whole planet the most powerful animal on the planet most powerful being on the planet which of course is godzilla yeah so we get berserk kind of turning into this godzilla versus uh, mecha godzilla type thing but from a very different origin very different um and the other nice little nugget they threw in here was uh yoshio suchia's character he plays in godzilla versus king Ghidorah. you know the famous scene he gets you know uh mm -hmm. gets uh, blasted at point blank range his corporation be run by his grandson or something would be coming back. So Teo Corp would build the Super X3 two years before it actually makes its film debut in Godzilla versus Destroya. So that was kind of cool that they had that little kind of tie back in. Um, but Godzilla versus Berserk would have been, would have been different. I think this would have been a really cool way to bring in a different version of Mechagodzilla. Yeah. Mechagodzilla is so, I like Mechagodzilla, but it's like, there's only so many ways you can make that character different and it's kind of the same a lot of the time. Yeah. This would have been a cool, interesting, weird, very much so uh, potentially terrifying looking yep. version of Godzilla. I think this is cool. Yeah. You could have made that, that the, especially the early iteration. It looks like of it, it, that crazy looking picture where it's like, a, it mm. like looks like a Kira to me. You know what I mean? It yeah. like looks so yeah, it's just insane. It's very cool. 
Okay, the next one might be, I think, maybe the most famous of the canceled Godzilla projects uh, that most people know, and that's Godzilla versus Godzilla or Godzilla versus Ghost Godzilla, depending on which iteration of um, of the script. There were a lot of iterations. All of them are good. Um, mm -hmm. There's one I think that I probably would have preferred to see, and that's the one I'll kind of highlight here because this one, there are literally like five different variations. Yeah. So after Space Godzilla, they wanted to close up the Heisei era for at least 10 years because they wanted to give TriStar a nice runway to run all the sequels that, you know, their big box office it was going to produce, <laughs> right? Um, so we knew that was going to happen. Uh, so they wanted to close it out and they wanted to tie it back to the original, which, you know, we obviously get in Godzilla versus Destroyer. But I think this one gets a lot more praise because, or a lot more um, notice because, you know, the artist Shinji Nishikawa is, is part of that. And I mean, he's mm -hmm. so prevalent throughout the community. Um, and it would center around kind of the pissed off spirit ghost of the original Godzilla coming back and possessing Godzilla Jr. Um, and basically having a Godzilla versus a Godzilla battle. That does change in the future drafts, but this one we'll focus on is the Godzilla versus um, Junior being possessed. And I think ultimately it was simply scrapped because they just didn't think that they wanted to see Godzilla fight another version of Godzilla three films in a row because you had Mecha Godzilla 2, you had Space Godzilla, and then you would have Ghost Godzilla. So they went with Destroya after a few more script revisions and monster different monsters. Um, but this one was really cool because seeing... Godzilla Jr., who is his, you know, his son, mm -hmm. get possessed and kind of evolve too soon in, in this with this evil spirit, I think could have been really powerful uh, and, and kind of emotional and really cool. And I think it could have been something that was neat. So that was kind of the big thing there. Um, the other cool thing about this concept was when they said, yeah, we don't want to do Godzilla. They didn't scrap the whole idea. They tried. They said, OK, we'll be Godzilla versus Gozirus which was a Godzilla spirit uh, taking over Angerus. And then they said, you know, it's going to be uh, Godzilla versus Baragiris, which is going to be Baragon and Angerus hybrid taken over by Godzilla. Um, then they eventually made it into the probably the one they got closest to making, which was Godzilla versus Barubaroi, which was kind of like almost like a, a biolante organic organism thing that morphed and all this type of stuff. Then that eventually gets into Godzilla versus um, Destroya. Uh, but we get the introduction of the Angerus hounds, which is a subspecies of Angerus, which is awesome to me, like little kind of like almost dog looking things. Um, but yeah, you get, a, there's a lot of cool concept art for this one out there because Nishikawa did so much. Um, and it's, uh, it is a very famous one. I, I, I love this and I think um I think it could have been really cool to see this happen. Like imagine imagine Godzilla Jr. possessed by this ghost killing the Godzilla and then somehow, you know, becoming unpossessed, realizing what it did, and then, you know, having to live out being the the only yeah. Godzilla. I don't know. That would have been so cool and emotional to me. Um I think I don't think it would have been a bad thing to have three movies in a row where Godzilla's yeah. fighting because there's something like uh there's something almost like Greek tragedy mm -hmm. about that or like Shakespearean about <clears throat> Godzilla's final three tasks yeah. are facing labors. itself, you know? Yeah. There's something mm -hmm. like in that that seems I agree. 
yeah i don't know so that seems like it would have been really it would have been a really cool thing they could have done so a, a robot version can't beat you an interstellar version can't beat you but can can you beat yourself yeah i think it would be really cool yeah um yeah so that's godzilla versus ghost godzilla or at least yeah. one iteration of that um this is one that you actually gave me the history lesson on mm-hmm. when we did our Godzilla versus. We did a big, talk. yeah, we did yeah. a big talk on this one. Yeah, so this is the uh, the famous, infamous, whatever you want to call, uh, however you want to refer to it. Uh, what we almost got is the the first big budget American film, uh, and with Terry Rossio and uh, Ted Elliott for Pirates of the Caribbean, yep. and John Bond. and John, yeah, was going to direct it, and it was. Um, this is the one we've seen all the Stan Winston studios, the maquettes that they made of yeah. the dinosaurian Godzilla of the Griffin, but the plot itself. And I, and I read an interview and I think it was, I don't know if it was Ted Elliott or Rossio. One of them was like, they, they thought that they could do this for X amount. And was it uh, at the time, was it a, a Sony or TriStar or whatever it was like, or Columbia, whoever it was, was doing this one. It was like they needed it to be like twenty million dollars lower. They tried they, to pull, like right it, in the middle of it. Or yeah, something. it was it and was then, ridiculous. And then the ninety-eight version ended up being more than all of those put together. Way something more. like that. Yeah. yeah, um, so crazy. But uh, but I mean, the maquettes and stuff are so cool and so famous looking. But Godzilla's found in Alaska. Um, you know, starts to rampage. You know, we've we've seen that story before. And then we get this meteor that hits uh, in the U.S. and starts developing these proto bats, and these proto bats start kind of uh being a nuisance and then kind of uh, absorbing assimilating with other life forms and eventually they form into this the griffin and what you find out is which i think is so genius is that the protobats that godzilla was actually part of an ancient civilization they use dinosaurian genes to create him as a uh as a protector um against these protobats which were actually just scouts basically they, they sent out by this alien race to then form into this uh, giant monsters of based on whatever's on that planet to wipe out the planet to, so they can ease into their colonization. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought that was a genius concept. Um, and though obviously not a lot of that was used uh, on future uh, uh, projects, but I mean, had this one been made, we wouldn't have got Zilla. We wouldn't have got that beautiful spiral studio 98 Zilla. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, but we might've got a better movie. Uh, we might've got a better movie for sure. I think we this, would've. I think this is a pretty original, cool plot. And yeah. I, I always, uh, you know, when I was younger, picking up issues of G-Fan, I remember seeing um, a lot of the concept art from this. I, I've always really loved Me the, the artwork around this and seeing these models and stuff. Um, we wouldn't have, I mean, if this would have got made, we wouldn't have gotten the cinematic masterpiece Twister, which is oh, yeah. uh, unironically one of my favorite movies of all time. So, um <laughs> Yeah, that was a good one. Um, and then we, we got to go. I think we have like two more here. And um, this was the Godzilla Reborn. Um, so this was one. So put yourself back when you saw after 98 Bomb. I'll never see another Godzilla movie. And then Godzilla <laughs> 2000 came out um, in 99. And I know it aired obviously over here in some theaters and stuff. Had a little bit of a run. Yep. Uh, and then they were going to make a low budget $20 million version uh, kind of sequel American-made sequel to the Japanese-made Godzilla 2000. It was going to be called Godzilla 2000, or excuse me, Godzilla Reborn. Uh, and he would attack Hawaii. Uh, the military would knock Godzilla out, and they would discover that his actual target weren't the people that he was squashing in Honolulu, but it was actually the volcano that had this giant lava bat named Miba that was there. Um, and then they finally revive Godzilla. He beats him. He wins. Uh, you're going to have... 
names that were rumored for this were anywhere from like Bruce Campbell to Jamie Lee Curtis, Leonard Nimoy, you name it. Christopher Lee uh, was kind of the people that were thrown out for this. But Sony did kick around this idea, um, but nothing came of it. It did have a little bit of legs to it, but eventually it didn't. Um, it just didn't happen. And I heard or I read, um, I listened to an interview with Michael Schlesinger from back in the day who wrote it. And he said he was going to try to do a kind of a, a silly flip on what the show era Godzillas were, especially the early ones where the actors took themselves seriously and it was supposed to be serious and the monster battles were goofy. He was going to make the monster battles be very real and, and violent and like whatever. And then it was going to be the, the, the human characters were going to be goofy and over the top. So I don't know if that would have worked maybe, huh. but um, uh, it would have been very interesting, but that was Godzilla reborn. And you know, we, we did not get it, but it couldn't have been worse than Godzilla versus Megaguirus, which came out that year instead. <laughs> I mean, Godzilla 2000 ain't a, ain't a, ain't an amazing film either. Um, no. You know what? If Bruce Campbell would have ended up in this. Okay. And Scott Bakula. And Otherwise. Nimoy. Yeah. Otherwise get it out of my face. <laughs> Otherwise I don't care. And then the last one, also one of the most famous ones and one that we did talk about uh, in our hetero episode. Um, this one is, just wacky. Uh, but Yoshima Tabano is wacky. Uh, so, you know, even after he was banned and banished uh, by Toho from making a movie, it didn't stop him, you know, 30 years after Hedera to keep keep pushing it, right? And so he goes to Toho and he says, hey, let's make an IMAX movie. And to get the rights, I I don't need anything from you guys. Just give me the rights uh, to use Godzilla. And Toho's like, yeah, we're not giving you any money. I mean, <laughs> Hedera. Um, and he also only got the rights for a film that had to be less than one hour long. And that actually is important. Um, but his concept started out as Godzilla versus Deathla to the max and then became Godzilla 3D to the max and then just Godzilla 3D. I want to stay with the Godzilla 3D to the max, the second iteration, because it has some really over-the-top elements. But essentially... Giant space locusts invade the Amazon, turn themselves into mushrooms, and start devouring the florist, forest on the floor. Probably from florists too. Yeah. Uh, but the forest. Godzilla's pissed off. He gets up uh, and he goes to battle the mushrooms. <laughs> Matongo versus Godzilla. But then they coalesce into a giant monster, of course. Um, and that is Deathla. And Deathla, you know, no, there's no concept images of Deathla, but there's descriptions and there are so many good, I mean, that is a rabbit hole in like deviant art. You don't want to go down because there's yeah. so many, um, but it's like it's called like a red hetera with a skull face and spikes. And you can just, your mind's just turning on what this thing would look like. But the crazy thing to me is that he basically battles Deathla after the Amazon at a theme park in Florida. I wonder which one that could be. Um, but he defeats him in New York in a freak summer blizzard at a, the 9-11 monument. Now that was taken out for a Godzilla, the final Godzilla 3D uh, pitch. But in this one, he basically wins and the 9-11 monument, um, which is, you know, when this is pitched, it's only a couple years after that. So yeah. crazy. And then he defeats Deathla with an ultra spin tail punch as it's listed in the script. Uh, and then also it's discovered that God's, when the moon is full, Godzilla's tail produces a rainbow. Um, so I think the biggest takeaway from this one, uh, other than Bono still crazy 30 years later, was somehow during this madness, 
legendary gets wind of it and it's like hey i'm interested in this project <laughs> and <laughs> that leads to but you know what we want to do something that's more than 60 minutes so bono's like yeah you should do that i'll just let mine expire and so you can negotiate the rights and um and he helps them kind of get in and that leads to the monster verse so the the fact we don't get deathla yeah gives us these other monster verse films uh whether that's a good thing or a bad thing but until he died bono kept pitching this you know he thought gamma 3d would make sense too but this is another i mean it's just very bono i mean this is makes sense from the guy that gave us hetera so uh this is our last one number 12 godzilla 3d <laughs> to the max um i didn't put this one on my list at all but i will say <clears throat> i still wish it would have gotten made like that <laughs> is a insane it just sounds like it would have been a lot of fun like to me that and also i i think we should go ahead and get this going through the kaiju community that let's just make it canon yeah that godzilla's tail produces a rainbow at night exactly exactly um, there's I, no evidence against that and i i say we just go ahead and say that's a real thing so I don't, i'm trying to think is there a godzilla scene where we know exactly that it was a full moon out we'd have to go through some i don't think so. i oh. mean you, we'd have to go through them all but i don't <laughs> off the top of my head i don't know so i want to go through this in, in a way that um you know uh you go through your toho head of toho brain and we'll go with the ones that probably have the least amount of capital on your part uh least amount of of you know brand really getting to making sure that everything is right and i want to know jake okay which one of these thought dead concepts is going to be put on YouTube goji band style for the next <laughs> season of that amazing little puppet, whatever um, it is. Well, I went with a weird one, Jay. Um, <laughs> we have to, I, I went back and forth on the YouTube one because I was like, Oh, none of these really sound like they're a kid's show really. But yeah. if I could pick any of these to see with those puppets, I think it might. I think it's Bride of Godzilla. I kind of <laughs> want to see that. I want to see Bride of Godzilla. I just think having, you know, the a naked robot uh, puppet toy. I don't know. It just it feels silly. Like Bride of Godzilla feels really silly. Yeah. But it still feels like it could be a fun yeah. movie or show. And I, I just said, yeah, we'll stick it in there as a YouTube. I, I, I usually I gravitate towards the weird ones, especially yeah. in my older age, as I get a little older. And um, and you've this seen one's more. definitely. Yeah, this one's definitely weird. And I think it could be fun. Yeah, I would agree with you. As you get older and you see more like I think there's some like cachet and like, oh, that is a, something I've never thought of before. I think yeah. there's a, um, I think if we don't keep the name YHS and Monster Island, it might have to be Naked Robot Puppet Podcast. Um, because that is, <laughs> um, that would be hilarious. Could you imagine like a puppet version of the chameleon and the sea serpent and the uh, yeah. giant octopus, some mermaid, all the other puppets, little creatures? Yeah, I think it. I think it'd be fun. That is a very. I, there's a shrewd business maneuver, but that's why you're the head of Toho. Yeah. Okay. I do it all. So want. I know, right? So next. <laughs> I don't care what company you want to partner with to get the rights to. I don't care if you want to create an own Toho comics division, but this will go out to John Yerkeba, mm -hmm. Ryan Dole and all their comic book reading friends in a comic book, manga, graphic novel, whatever you want to do. Which one of these do you give that medium to? <coughs> Jay, I gave this to John DeBont's Godzilla in 1996. Um, oh, I love it. I, I, 
I have always loved that idea. There's a lot of really cool artwork yeah. out there already that you can kind of base it off of. It feels like the kind of story like they that yeah. movie had such a weird, troubled production. And it was so far. I mean, like Helen Hunt and Bill Paxton were going to be in that. And this is a way you can bring back Bill Paxton and put him in a Godzilla property by drawing him and making it a comic book. You could draw it out and do a series. Um, you could do backstory if you wanted to on the creation of the Godzilla. Once you, you reach that far, I just feel like this story it it came so close to happening yeah and it was such a big like you know there are we whenever we did our episode where we talked mm -hmm. about it I, I can't remember who wrote the article but there is a giant giant super in-depth article mm -hmm. that was written about the entire japan, process right? that's it sci-fi yeah. japan and no. it's it is such an insane undertaking that almost happened and it deserves some kind something. of it deserves something in a comic book, I think, would do it justice. Oh, you could have issues that were, uh, you know, the the alien race, how they successfully colonize other planets and the monster that they create instead of the Griffin could have been angerous, could have been yeah. from other things that they sure. could do some really cool stuff. Um, yeah. I like that. That was the one I, as we were going through this. Um, I actually also thought of Bride of Godzilla on the YouTube one. Um, yeah. I couldn't think of one on the comic. I was just the, totally stumped. This was the first one I picked. Wow. Like, that's when crazy. I, when yeah. I saw it and I said yeah. comic, for some reason, it just like, it jumped out at me that it should be this one. Yeah. Very cool. Okay. So we have those two down. Now we're getting into just, you know, big money territory here. We got to throw out some money. So <laughs> we're going to go. It's Godzilla Day. You've had a lot of success with your short films, Godzilla versus Hedera, Godzilla versus Gigan, and Gigan Rex. So he doesn't have to be suit acting. It can be an animated like Godzilla versus Gigan Rex. Which one of these do you get in a short five to ten minute short film and try to convey elements of the story? This one? one? Okay. I might have picked out of left field for this one because okay. I feel like it kind of does need to – I feel like my your first instinct is that it probably would need to be longer than 10 minutes. Yeah. Um my now my first thought for the short was the space monster one mm -hmm. with the six month because I was like yeah. that just feels it feels like it could be pretty straightforward. Three versus three, let them fight. Yeah. But what I picked was Red Moon. Oh, interesting. Um, because I really yeah. like Red Moon. Um, I, I didn't think I wanted to give it the movie or the anime, mm -hmm. but I was like, God, I really want to see Red Moon. Um, maybe there's a way we could we could pull, maybe cut some of the plot lines and just make it a little more straightforward and, and do that as a short. I like it. No, that's cool. I I, I um for this one, I actually went with um I thought okay, I have five to ten minutes. Let's do what I think would be a really cool just kaiju and kaiju battle. And the story is kind of like, okay, whatever. And that yeah, was, that was Godzilla versus uh, uh, Boggin from resurrection of Godzilla. Yeah. I thought that, that would be cool been to cool. kind of see like Godzilla versus the fish, Godzilla versus the ape, Godzilla. And then, Oh, ah, I won. And Oh crap. No, they're all three together. Yeah. And then Godzilla wins. Yeah. Um, your, yours. I think your pick is probably an easier. Uh, it pro your pick makes more sense. Yeah. I, I just, I just really wanted to get Red Moon in there some, yeah. somehow because there's something about that story that calls to me. Yeah. Um, but I think I think for my other two, or I think the other two are really really strong, so I didn't want to. I don't know. I just wanted to. I just wanted to get it in there. 
Yeah, I, I still can't think of what to do for a comic. I still to this day. <laughs> okay, okay. Now this is where you got to shout, shout out some money. We're going streaming. We're gonna get in with Netflix. Maybe somebody else. I don't know. But you're doing an anime, and it doesn't have to be like Japanese anime style. It could be a uh, more traditionally American animated. It could, you the animation style is totally up to you. It can be black and white animation. I don't care. But an animated series on a big streaming platform. I mean, this is a big one. You got to have some depth. You got to have some grit to it. Which yeah. one of these are you saving? Are you uh, salvaging for an anime series? Uh, Jay, this this is actually the one that I was most excited about. And oh, which one? I think I think for a anime, something singular point like where you got a yeah. whole season. Animes are known to be like you know if you've ever seen any like Evangelion or any of mm -hmm. that stuff, how crazy it can be. I'm I'm thinking about that kind of art style. Uh, I went with a space Godzilla. I, yes. I think that story is so awesome. Yeah. It is so fucking weird. Mm. And I love the idea of Godzilla having like names and being alien. And yeah, like it had it's the kind of stuff that like when you when you hear like oh the reveals that Godzilla is not from Earth mm. it's a he's a fucking alien or mm. he's a she's a she and she's an alien and no. she's pregnant that's the kind of thing that I feel like most people would get annoyed at what do you mean he's an alien yeah um but that fucking fits and you could do that in an anime easily and I'm yeah. and I'm even thinking about like the kind of epicness that some of the 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 anime trilogy is mm -hmm. you know I know you don't like those but they're they're very the ideas Space are really the big, weird yeah, and yeah. big and and having going to another planet and having a battle on planet Godzilla that screams anime to me yeah. and it sounds insane. And that's, that's where I want to see it. I actually would do. It's weird. That makes total sense. I love a space Godzilla in that format it makes total sense. I think I would actually go with, and it's going to shock you. Cause you know how much I love this. You probably would have thought I would have picked this one for my movie. I think I would go with Godzilla versus ghost Godzilla. Um, okay. And I think I would do it as a more, like almost that kind of like very serious, like very emotional, like not as silly or saying like you have, this is going to get deep. And, and I think you explore junior Godzilla. If he does come in after the spirit is gone, I think there's a lot of cool things to you're like the, the kind of the story that you brought up. I think you could go in a lot of different directions uh, and, yeah. and introduce eventually introduce other monsters that get taken over and stuff like that. I think that was a concept I think would do really good in, in some form of animation, but I love a space Godzilla. There's no, there's nothing ever bad about that yeah thing, whatever I that agree. is yeah whatever it is okay buddy well, drum roll the big one number one i mean it's the one you just said it's ghost godzilla is i feel like i feel like it's the one that um i feel like it's the one on here that it was a bad move for them to scrap yeah. it like it's such a weird idea and i think especially if it was done sort of in the um godzilla versus biolante style yeah that kind of darkness you know and and not not dark as in the story beats, but it's even like when Godzilla's fighting Biollante, it's nighttime, it's dark, it's everything feels gloomy. Um, it seems, it just seems like a real, yeah. uh, kind of emotional, like do dark, scary, yeah, like a, a, a weird. It could just be like a weird mood, a setting, and I just, uh, to me, it's like one of the weirdest but most original ideas on the list. Um, I think I think um, I agree with you that it was a miss because I think we saw the success of 
even though it wasn't like the spirit of Godzilla, the spirits of those that were, you know, killed and stuff like how and it got into Godzilla and, and possessed him in GMK. Yeah. Like you see Imagine that, GMK Godzilla yeah. fighting Heisei Godzilla. But, That's but, yeah. kind of what it would be. Yeah. Like but something. even like more direct, like the spirit of Godzilla, not the people. Like this is actually Godzilla's yeah. Godzilla. Godzilla. I just don't, I just think it could have, if done right, it could have been the best of all time. So I, uh, I, I mean, it's hard for me to debate that. I just, I got, as you were talking about the, almost the other ways that you could look at it, like I said, with, with how junior Godzilla kind of lives after he could, like, I was just thinking yeah. I need more than a movie, right? To right. Do that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, I would definitely not do, uh, for the movie, I definitely would not do, um, uh, Godzilla, the Batman meets Godzilla. But I think for the movie, I would as much, as much as I want to not pick it because it's so obvious. I think I'd like to go see a space Godzilla done in film. Just to, I want. I'm thinking like, to me when I was like when I read about it, I'm thinking like this is like the Yodorovsky's Dune of Godzilla. Yeah. Like it's just the most ambitious thing in the entire it world. Is. It can never be made. Um, and it's like, yeah. Um, yeah, I think either one of those picks. I think either one of those picks are interchangeable for uh, for anime and, and movie. But I I would love to see them both in movie. It just seems like a Space Godzilla is so insane that it's yeah. uh, easier to animate than to film live action. But yeah. if they would, I would love it either way. Those are, but I think those two picks. If I could pick two as movies, it would have been yeah. those two. Yeah, me too. I think so too. Um, Maybe for my comic to be something different, I'll go with Godzilla versus Mechanic Kong, and every issue will be them going inside another monster's body and having the same thing over and over and over and <laughs> every issue. <laughs> uh, that works. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, this was fun, dude. I love it. I, uh, I, you, you'll get another year as head of Toho um, with these amazing. Thank picks, you. And yep. uh, we'll get some, uh, we'll get some wonderful stuff out there. We won't mess anything up. Hopefully, I didn't ruin the brand. Um, oh, and I'll be I back. Mean, Godzilla dying of diabetes. Like, how could that ruin the brand? <laughs> hey, listen, my after I make all these, the the next call that I'm making is to hire back Bano and, and let, <laughs> just let him fucking do what he wants. I'm like, you are you're over here. Yeah, here. Just, yeah, just sign yeah. the right. Anybody you want, you got you got permission. Just, yeah, just need a time machine. Maybe maybe we can get his brain in a jar or something like that. I don't know. If, I don't know. He probably was cremated. Um, but anyway, yeah, I uh, I think this was fun. I thank you so much for putting up with my somewhat wacky ideas. But um, I love it. I yeah, love it was it. good. Thanks for putting it together for us, Jay. Um, I think that about does it. You got anything else no, you want to? I do have drop? one giant thing, one huge thing. Okay. Everybody, go out there. Put it on your calendar, whether that's Outlook or Google or whatever it is. Tuesday, Valentine's Day, you got to tune in to the Toy Anxiety YouTube channel, 9.30 Eastern, 8.30 Central, to watch the Jeffrey Awards. <clears throat> we'll be on there. There'll be celebrity <clears throat> guests, all that stuff that Jake was saying. And hey, if you have a few extra minutes beforehand, go check out Geek Dad Life and the lead into it. The red carpet premiere, the red carpet special. <laughs> um before the Jeffries, it's it is the greatest award show in mm -hmm. the toy in industry right now, and um, and it's the most fun two hours that you will have watching anything on YouTube. <clears throat> I guarantee it. Check it out. You're right. Thank you for that, Jay. It it is. It's going to be all over the place. There's going to be fun surprises. People are going to pop in. You know, it's not going to be just kaiju. We're going all over the place. We're talking about yeah. Marvel, Star Wars, you know, GI Joe, whatever. All Turtle. modern toys. Yeah, everything is happening. Hey, see who makes it into the uh, the Jeffries Hall of Fame this year. So, yeah. uh, join us next week Tuesday, and then you know we'll we'll be back doing this two weeks yeah. from now. So, um, 
They haven't fired us yet, so we're yeah, good. Yeah, we're, we're doing well. All right, guys. We'll see you next time. Bye.